0: We, we, we should rap about things that we like, like, like food! Uh, that's what! You buggin' us? Death, you know it! We're gonna be like the Partridge
1: family, but with food! You like food, don't you? Got any white bread? Yes? Oh, wait. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I you know. am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Got spaghetti in here. Mm-hmm. Is this organic?
0: Sure. Is it grass-fed? Yes. Cruelty-free? Yes. What's so special about the cheese maker?
1: As the, the saying goes,
0: what you eat. And I am freaking cheese. Now, where's the cheese?
1: Okay, how was it? Mm, I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. How about more beans, Mr. Haggard? I'd say you've had enough. Um. <laughs> hey Sol?
0: Good so How are you? I'm
1: just talking about how I'll never eat out at a restaurant again.
0: Well, I don't know if you will, will you? Oh, 20 years time.
1: I, I'm determined to eat, to have some food at Esquire.
0: You should just go to the cafe. The cafe's pretty cool.
1: Is cafe open for lunch? Yep. I saw they were doing a whole heap of um, street food yesterday.
0: Yeah. Are they doing that for Good Food Month? I don't know. Hey, you going to go to the noodle market? <laughs> when? <laughs> you don't even know it's on, do you?
1: Uh, no, I didn't know it was on. I saw some tweets. <laughs> I live vicariously through all you other people. It's, it's just unfortunate. This is my one outing a week, Sal. <laughs> and it's, it's all my outings rolled into Are one. Are the
0: twins... Can the twins go out yet? Do you go out on outings yet?
1: Actually, we're coming up on... Is it open Saturday? Yeah.
0: It's open for the next... starts Thursday and it goes for like 10 days.
1: And where is it at?
0: Duh, the cultural forecourt down South Bank. Along the front there.
1: Well, we're coming up to see my grandmother at the Wesley on mm. Saturday. Mm. So maybe we'll go and eat there before we go home.
0: Yeah, you should. Mm. Cause it'd be good to wander around.
1: Wandering around's a bit of a mission. Is it? Well, you got to strap a baby each to the front of you and then run around after a toddler.
0: Is the nanny not there yet?
1: Well, you can't travel with the nanny. Oh, why not? Because our car only has five seats. <laughs>
0: Oh, you're going to have to get yourself and a Tarago. Nanny got,
1: and the nanny doesn't work weekends. Yeah, She's right. there to help while I'm not there.
0: Why don't you just say, do you want to come on an outing? Yeah,
1: but then one of us has to say home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tarago or a Prado is like the next level up of car that we we, just, we couldn't afford that. So.
0: <sighs> Mama mia. Hey, tell me, have you got your vintage Falcon installed yet?
1: No, it turns out it wasn't a Falcon. Oh, what was it? It was a... What did I say? I took photos of the the, the, um, the badge for you so, to have a look at. Oh,
0: that's a bit cruel.
1: Yeah. So, they contacted me yesterday, actually, and said it is a Leisure Range Master.
0: Oh. That's um, a bit of a nothing name. And
1: said that... I think it's a big UK... I think it might be another Arga offshoot,
0: oh.
1: big in the UK and they said look we don't stock the jets for them, we can come out with a whole range of jets that we've got in stock and see whether any of them fit. Uh, I might get on and have a look and see if I can buy some jets from the UK. Because
0: it's a beautiful looking yeah, it's oven.
1: lovely looking oven. Mm. Did you get those photos I sent to you?
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. It's beautiful it's in good nick too, I had a look at it. It's in really good nick. But oh,
0: bummer.
1: Oh, yeah. So my excitement from two weeks ago. Oh,
0: the Lord giveth and the Lord, Lord taketh, taketh away. away.
1: <laughs> so, so my my vegetarian nanny is leaving. We're getting another new nanny. Yeah. This is how quickly things change in the life of yeah. having twins. Yeah. And so, but I think I'm going to continue with the more vegetarian meals because I've been cooking some good stuff.
0: Yeah, well, it's good. You don't. Yeah. You know, do you feel better?
1: Because your body's not... (laughs) You don't feel better when (laughs) you've got to yourself.
0: Yeah, I I keep on forgetting.
1: We had gastro on Sunday.
0: I read that, you poor bastard.
1: And which wouldn't have been too bad. Because normally when someone's sick, you know, one one parent's sick and the other one's okay. And you just struggle through. Mm. Within four hours, Vanessa, I and the nanny were all down. And it was just lucky. It was at the end of the day. Not when all the babies were awake, and the babies slept till two a m that night, so we basically just all crashed, and I was the best feeling person at two a m and I got up and did the feeds oh. so and then the nanny slept like eight hours on Monday. she was oh, that crook.
0: Gosh.
1: <laughs> Yeah, good times. <laughs> so, I was thinking... Oh, the, you
0: look back at this fondly, mm. won't
1: you? I was thinking on the way here, I was like, what food can I talk about? I haven't really eaten much this week.
0: Oh, I suppose, You're probably taken... Did you take a few days to get over your gastro?
1: Yeah. Yeah, didn't eat Monday. Mm. Ate a little bit Tuesday. But, yeah, so yesterday I made... Um, so, we'd be making like a, a bean-based bolognese mm. instead of instead of um meat based bolognese
0: yeah
1: so i made one of them up a couple of avocados mashed yeah Mm. and then some sour cream and then just got i've never really used the corn tortillas you know i've always more used the wheat based ones yeah i didn't realize they were so different in there yeah Their sort of texture so i got the corn Mm. ones fried them off Mm. um and then just yeah folded them up like soft tacos
0: yeah
1: that was brilliant heaps Mm. of lime juice in the avocado
0: Oh, yeah. It was
1: really good. I think that might be my little go-to, you know, yeah, like you cook, cook a bit of the um, the bean stuff up and have it there frozen.
0: Yeah.
1: And then, you know, you can just whack that together pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Put a whole
1: bottle of red wine in the bean. <laughs> just cooked a whole <laughs> bottle of red wine out of it. It was awesome. Because <laughs> it, like... I would have thought I'd really miss the meat in that dish, but no.
0: No, well, beans are quite meaty. Yeah. Especially if you're cooking them with the same ingredients that you do to cook your bolognese, then you're still going to get that mm. flavour profile because they're just going to soak up all the, those flavours.
1: Enough red wine and it makes anything taste good. Anything tastes great. <laughs> so that's about the only exciting food based thing I've had in the last two weeks.
0: Oh, really? Mm. What have I been cooking? I was lucky enough. To get the leftovers from that cooking class that I helped out on Sunday. So mm-hmm. that was Ryan Squires, Peter Gilmore, and Andrew McConnell. So Andrew McConnell has, like, heaps of restaurants in Melbourne. Cumulus, Cutler and Clothes, Okay. You know, Baker's Arms, Hotel, heaps of different things. Anyway. So he- I just
1: ask how that works? Does he cook in no. one ever? Well. Or does he set one up, cooking it while he sets it up? And then once it's running to his happiness, off he goes. No,
0: I think he just sets up the menus and trains the staff. Because he was saying he now has like, you know, he's got hundreds of staff. and
1: So he's not really a chef then, would you say? He's more a manager, more an owner.
0: Well, what happens is head chefs don't ever cook. It's like in big hotels. The head chef or the, you know, the executive chef sits at a desk. Really? They write the menus and organise the staff.
1: You've seen that, Whites, haven't you? Tell me you've seen Whites.
0: No. Is that that on TV and it was a series? Mm. It's
1: a short one with the guy from QI.
0: No, I didn't see it, but I remember Tego telling me about it.
1: Gotta get get you. Because that's what he does. He just sits there in his office, (laughs) drinks wine. And I think think that must be part of the joke, is it's not really a big enough hotel for him to be sitting around... (laughs) Drink, you know, drinking wine, making menus and letting the, the the second chef do all the work. But he's like, he thinks he's such a rock star chef that that's all he does. He never actually cooks. So he just rocks up in his whites and sits in his office.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. So that
1: must be like part of the joke that I wasn't getting.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it is really, really funny.
0: Because that's what happens. Everyone wants to go and be, you know, the big exec chef so they don't have to cook anymore. It's really just writing menus and doing stuff. But I wouldn't call him... Andrew McConnell I suppose he now has I think it's nine restaurants and I suppose what he does is he does lots of appearances and goes and promotes himself as a brand and his restaurants so he's doing stuff like he was doing on the weekend a lot
1: yeah he would have to cook occasionally though to just keep his hand in yeah I'm sure
0: he would I'm sure he loves it
1: Mm. yeah
0: so um, that was good and then there's Peter Gilmore that had Key. I've never been to Key, but that looks amazing. Yeah. And then there was the crazy Ryan.
1: Which, which what's his place?
0: Ryan Scott. It's Esquire. It's,
1: it's Esquire. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting wrong. I keep thinking he's um, someone else. So is he a bit crazy? Is he? Yeah,
0: he's right though. But in a good way. Yeah, in a really funny way. He um, so he's doing his demo, and he did marrow. So he did tuna marrow and beef marrow. Mm-hmm. You know, he got this great big Fred Flintstone piece of beef, you know, the bone yeah, cut off half, half with the yeah. marrow and roasted it up and then on top of it, you know, he's crushing up. He makes um, barbecue powder because they make barbecue chips in you know, an Esquire and they make their own barbecue wow. powder so they toast up all the spices and grind them and he's sprinkling it with powder and you know he made this umami sauce you know out of fish sauce, all these different flavors so you know this piece of marrow ends up getting you know and he fries all his own onions and he cooked off you know 12 onions and they made this tiny little tub of onions mm. you know
1: sounds like my sort of guy
0: yeah you'd love him because he's wacky but it, you know that's kind of how He was really interesting because, you know, he's going, just dry out. He picked a leaf out of the herb garden, you know, it's a piece of spinach. He's going, you know, just spray it with fish sauce and put in the dehydrator or just dry Mm -hmm. it. And then all of a sudden you've got a beautiful, salty spinach chip. Yeah. You know, beautiful dozen beers, bowl of those, sprinkle with a bit of barbecue powder, (laughs) you know, (laughs) yum. So he was really... one
1: in 50 people could probably make. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, anyone could make it. I think it's just coming up with
1: the, the screwball
0: ideas, hmm. and then you know, like it's not hard to spray something with fish sauce and where put in were, a dehydrator.
1: Where was I? And I, I said something about putting. I can't remember what I was putting something in a in a, um, gazoya wrapper. Yeah, and uh, I was down at Fresh Fish Cave, the sushi bar down there. Yeah, and the Asian mm. chick just looked at me as if I was insane. She's like, you put these three things yeah. in a Zoira. That's it.
0: That's it. No more.
1: I, like, eh, I put whatever I like in them.
0: <laughs> Just a
1: wrapper. I haven't tried my um mashed potato and palms and cheese and in a gazoira. I reckon it'd be nice. Uh, yeah. So.
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, so I was lucky enough I got the marin. Andrew McConnell did some marin oh, yeah. and he had beautiful live marin. Um
1: You scored a bit of that.
0: Which he bought from WA, and it's going. I oh, get these beautiful things. Everyone's going. We've got bugs here. Yeah. Same thing. We've just got some bugs. <laughs> but anyway, the marin came all the way from it's WA. WA. Mm,
1: good food miles.
0: Via Melbourne, and um, so I got those, and then I got his that green sauce that I just gave you a taste of before was made up out of wild nettles, mm, which is and stuff. So it was a bit bitter, and you know I can't remember what he served it with. To be quite honest. He would have had something sweet and sticky as well. I can't... Truly, I can't remember. But... <laughs>
1: You're too busy running around chopping carrots.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't have to do much. But in the middle, all of a sudden, in the middle of the thing, they go, you know, oh, I can't get the food processor to work, so I'd have to go and make the food processor work. Or... Is there another chopping board? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chopping board.
1: Sounds like my day at work. And three different people come up to me today and go, um, can you... Can uh, I have this problem. Can you fix this problem? And I'm like, um, yeah, I can, but why are you asking me to fix this problem? was like, um, because we don't know who else to ask. <laughs> it's like, okay.
0: Can you do know, anyone looks friendly enough to ask?
1: Or, 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 you know, it doesn't fall within a...
0: Everyone else is in Thailand.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. No, no, the, 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 oh, they're all back today, so mm. chaos around again. Mm. Yeah, no, so, um, so back to, but my mum mum said today she's never had beef cheeks, so I think when she comes down, I cook a beef cheeks, because that that is one of my favourite dishes. Oh, God,
0: yeah. Mm. Mm. Do you own a pressure
1: cooker? No. We've had this discussion before. Last time, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: you're saying it cuts down the time.
0: Yeah.
1: So, with the pressure cooker... Like, you know, I would do beef cheeks at like 110 degrees for three or four hours. Mm-hmm. So would you do them at, do you, do you just, re, do you keep the temperature the same but reduce the time?
0: Mm, no, I would just whack them into the pressure cooker with stuff and then mm. I'd just clamp the lid on. <laughs> and Turn it on? Turn it on. Make it. And then I just probably cook them for about um, 30 minutes.
1: Okay.
0: And then I just turn the heat off and I let the pressure go out of it naturally. Yeah,
1: so just sort it of let them rest. about 10
0: minutes, 10 or 15 minutes, then I just take the lid off and generally then, you know, I've kind of got it sussed now, but when I first started cooking it, I'd always put too much liquid in, so yep. I'd have to either take the meat out and reduce the liquid or thicken it up somehow. Like I'm chucking tomatoes and stuff, whereas now I've kind of got the ratios yeah, right. right. Yeah. So
1: yeah, the first time you do something like that, you, mm. you never get it quite right, yeah. Mm. Like the first time I did your, which I still think is the actually the best trick you've ever taught me is that uh, egg chicken gravy. <laughs> just, Shirley
0: was saying that, then I just made chicken and the egg gravy, just ate it all the other night.
1: But the first time I had too much, like the liquid was too, mm. you know, and. You needed to find where the liquid should be yeah. before you added the egg to get it nicely thick. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking the other day, I can't remember what I did. I did something and Vanessa's like, where did you come up with that idea? And um, now any idea that like, either comes to me or I think that I've heard somewhere... Um, and like I've just remembered, yeah. just gets attributed to you. Oh Sal, <laughs> Sal must have told me. So it doesn't matter if I read it in a cookbook fifteen years yeah, ago. Ah, no. no, Sal, must have, Sal must have told me. Yeah.
0: Probably, you probably got too much on your mind to even think about where it came. Sal. Sal,
1: Sal. told me. But your your um. Uh, was that poppy seeds in that um lamb shank soup? Would it have been poppy seeds. Black rice. Was it black oh, rice? Oh no, it was
0: couscous.
1: Black couscous. Like little tiny
0: quinoa <laughs> it was quinoa it really was quinoa I know I've just said every black thing to so that it was tri-colored quinoa you can get this tri-colored quinoa okay. which is brown white and black okay so you would have had three colors yeah. in there and it had
1: um pearl barley in it as well didn't it yeah mm, that was very nice
0: yeah I was trying to wedge as many superfoods in as I could we like soup I love soup. I, I like this
1: cool weather. I know everyone's having a bitch about it, but... Like, I'll eat soup all year. Yeah, I'll
0: eat. <laughs> but like it is it. nicer when it's cold. Yeah. Because mm. when it's cold, then you have your soldiers and your whack heaps of cheese on it. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. No, it's more of them here. When summer, you know, you just have soup.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a really bad trap for me. I like soup. Soup's nice and healthy, but... No, I have, like, six pieces of taster. toast with, <laughs> like, an inch of butter on every bit of toast. Mmm, soup. Mm. <coughs> okay. Like Last
0: night, I went out and got drunk the other night, and I came home.
1: I find that hard to believe, so.
0: And I cooked myself up this soup, but on the top, I fried up all these croutons with your bacon. Oh, yeah, I yeah. had one more little rasher of bacon in there, so yeah. I chopped it all up, fried Oops. it up with all these croutons, you know, and it took way too much olive oil. Mmm. And then I put heaps of cheese over it all and whacked it under the griller. Then I picked up this bacon crouton cheesy mass and it's... smashed it all over the top of my soup. Mm. Oh my god, it was good. Mm.
1: Oh it was good bacon. It's pretty happy. It was, yeah, it was happy good though. bacon.
0: Yeah. Mm. It's good.
1: I'm doing a um... Did you find
0: out where your bacon came in the show?
1: No, I didn't win. I'm not surprised. It wasn't our best one. Next year, I said. Next year, I win it, mate. He said, "I love your confidence. Like, Not compliments. Just give me time to make a decent one." Uh-huh. Um, no, the the really good cold smoked bacon from down at Melbourne one. Ah, uh,
0: okay.
1: But it would have been cut thicker and would have probably used better pork than me. That's all right. But I'm gonna. I'm trying a pancetta with that um, dry cure. Yeah, right. I haven't eaten much pancetta. Do you like pancetta? Mm. Do you eat it raw or cooked?
0: Mm. Both. I don't know. I.
1: Because it, it uses pepper, doesn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: Seems a bit different.
0: Pancetta or porchetta? What are you? What's
1: pancetta, the difference?
0: Pancetta. Pancetta.
1: So the rolled one. Porketta. Is that porketta? No. Pancetta.
0: panchetta?
1: <laughs> no, I think pancetta think pancetta can be flat or rolled yeah and the recipe i had was cure it wash it off
0: and put dry
1: it and then you put um pepper and ground bay leaves on the inside and roll it up and then you know in italy they put it outside and it cures in the yeah. just outside but in queensland it'll go in the fridge over a salt bath to keep the humidity right for a month yeah, right. months two months to lose a bit more moisture and then you can either eat it raw, like mm. prosciutto, mm. Um, but I'll probably just slice it and use it as bacon. Yeah, right. So, only got to wait four weeks' sale and you can try it.
0: That's not long. We need to get the cave built on the side of the
1: hill. Yeah, lots of things that need to be done. <laughs> <laughs> you need the three of them to...
0: Uh...
1: Oh, when they're older. We can kick back and podcast while they're <laughs> out. catching cows and... <laughs> Feeding pigs and killing a chicken for dinner. Hey, did you see... Oh, I meant to send you this article today. In um, So in, like, urban, like, Portland and, you know, like, hippie foodie places in, yeah. in the States, they're doing things like backyard chickens, but everyone's trying to get into like the next level of sort of small holding in the city and so when the chickens are older they're trying to kill them and and make cock of vin mm. and all the inner city animal rights activists are up in arms and demanding that the chickens be sent to the country and country houses and looked after and being able to die a natural life and then there's a you know a pushback movement saying well you know i'd rather eat a chicken that had had a good life in a Mm. You know, in a little farm, than in a cage. And it's just really fascinating how all these sort of modern, uh, you know, movements... They're all like little movements and subcultures are clashing up against each other. You know, because the country's sort of coming back into the city a little bit. Like, a lot of people are wanting to get back into that, you know, growing their own veggies or Mm. making their own food. Yeah, so I found that really interesting. That
0: is interesting. Yeah.
1: You're sort of having two... More left style cultures mm. clash, you know, a- animal liberation and, and mm. sort of growing your own, having a bit of a, bit of a, a culture I'm clash. Mm. Oh, that
0: is interesting, yeah. No, I, thought, I haven't read that, but yeah, I can imagine, yeah, Jeepers, shit, cockroving. And then they advertise it and everyone comes around and shares.
1: Well, the, I think it started with this Jewish community and what they were doing was they had the hen house
0: Mm.
1: and you know they used the took shit and whatever to do the community garden and Mm. everyone shared the eggs and then when the chickens got too old and stopped laying the religious group that ran it would kill the chickens and make chicken soup and give the chicken soup to the homeless yeah right you know like oh
0: can't argue with that and
1: like like the article said homeless probably weren't concerned about the animal rights aspect of the chicken soup like you know, the United States in winter would be pretty yes. cold. I would imagine. Um, Far out. But yeah, and then some. You know, as always, someone complained, and yeah. then lawyers got him. Hey, what? Did you ever find out what happened to Dalton Catering's pigs? Did you end up keeping them?
0: No, I don't know what happened to his pigs.
1: I went very quiet. I wonder whether they just swept yeah, it under yeah. and let him go for one lot. I
0: don't know. Well, he's not in jail.
1: He's Get not j- there
0: with the cloister.
1: Get jailed in Queensland for keeping pigs. God, did you like that? That is, but I haven't. I haven't really got much of the pork. Only the. Let me try a bit more of the pork. Yes. Yeah,
0: so this is a rice flour. It's thing very that's gelatinous.
1: Made... Um, yeah. Outside, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, it's sticky rice flour. Hmm. Hmm. And then they fill it with pork and fungus and wrap it in banana leaf and. Steam it, but it's good. Good little lunch. Not too bad. It's like that's not like disposable Tupperware.
1: Yeah, disposable Tupperware for Asia.
0: Yeah. Mm. No, I like it. I like them It's because there's lots of pepper in there. Can you taste the yeah, pepper. Yeah, yeah, it's really. And I love white pepper.
1: Yeah, you are saying that. It's
0: though. like they put too much pepper in. It's like they've spilt it, but I like it.
1: Really, really peppery. Do you have a good mm. peppery soup?
0: Well, all my suits peppery because I put
1: too much pepper, pepper in it. <laughs> I put it just, just in that bean in that tortilla thing. I put just the right amount of cane pepper in. Oh, so you, you bit into it and you're just like you taste yeah. all the beans and the and the tomato and the the red wine. Mm. But then when you swallowed, you got that burn on the back part of your tongue. Oh. I was like, wow. Oh, I that's...
0: wish I had written that down.
1: <laughs> yeah. <that's right. laughs> I love it when people go, "Oh, that's really nice. What did you do?" I'm <laughs> like, "Wow, oh, threw this in and this in and this in." Yeah, so how many teaspoons of that? What what what's a teaspoon? <laughs> Don't
0: go asking trick
1: questions. Uh, I made a um when Lisa first rocked up and it was a bit cold and we Ryan, my best mate Ryan was staying with us mm. as well, so I had a few extra hands, so mm. I was doing a dessert every night. You know, it's just true. nothing nothing too, you know, out mm. there, but I did a, a golden syrup sort of sponge pudding. Oh, I
0: love golden syrup dumplings.
1: Yeah. So and like so, all I did was I was like, oh look, I don't want to, I don't want to follow a recipe. I've got this thing about desserts and following recipes. So just looked up a couple of recipes and I'm like, okay, well, I've got the general feel, you know, use <laughs> use eggs and flour and you add the golden <laughs> syrup at this stage, you know. So I just mixed it all up and and yeah. and stuck it in the in the oven. Came out awesome. I was like, yeah. Well, I'm not going to replicate but that. They never have
0: joints whenever you're get a gauge. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no. Hey, so to, yesterday I went and picked up um, beautiful avocado tree.
1: Oh yeah. For for the shop. Eight
0: foot. You've got a Eight shop.
1: foot. How much did that cost?
0: Well, it didn't cost. Anything. They actually belonged to my cousin. My co- I had a cousin that died a couple of years ago. She had a liver transplant and it didn't work. Yeah. And She's only young and she loved cooking. And yeah. So she'd grown her own. So yesterday I got like beautiful bay tree, avocado tree, uh, lime tree, lemongrass.
1: All in pots?
0: Yeah, all in big pots.
1: Yeah, right.
0: So cool. So I've just popped it all out at the shop.
1: Shop. Yeah, avocado, like I've sort of been thinking, you know, I've bought a couple of exotics to make the orchard mm. interesting. mm and like, so, once I get the dam plumbed up to the tank, you know, I'll get mm. probably another four fruit trees. So I'm sort of doing them in little stages just yeah. so I can keep them alive and, and but, I, but I think the next lot is going to be, the orchard's probably not going to work out as well as if I'd laid it all out and planned it and it would be a bit a little bit hiddly-piddly and all over the shop. Mm. but that's Lantana land, that's probably good. <laughs> but... I, I was just thinking I'm absolutely nuts avocados are probably the, the one easy thing I can grow that we use more than anything, anything
0: yeah. you know
1: and you haven't put one in yet no <laughs> but I'm going to put four in four different ones yeah right to try and cover because they reckon you can cover the guy that's one of my best mates who his parents used to be in avocado farms yeah. and you can cover the whole year
0: ah
1: if, you plant, if you plant different varietals you know, so you get those really huge ones yeah. with a massive seed and then you get the Haas and, yeah. and the whatever, but yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: right. So, was yeah, Sorry. when I was eating that bean and corn tortilla, and I was thinking, oh, yeah, we've got to have avocados all year round. Because I, yeah. I, I just, this, it's like potatoes, one of those foods I never get sick of.
0: Yeah, well, you can do so much to it, can't you? You know? So, you know, soup, dip.
1: Soup. Avocado soup? No.
0: Yes. What? Yes.
1: I've never What else, reali- you,
0: what else would you do with it other than dip it? Think of it an avocado recipe that's
1: oh, not well, a dip. Oh, that like 99% of my avocado goes on toast with, <laughs> if you're talking about too much salt and pepper, too much salt and pepper and Worcestershire sauce. and Worcestershire
0: just, sauce? Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Or very, very finely chopped chilli. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and a like bit of that. lemon juice. But Worcestershire sauce is usually what I put on my avocado on toast.
0: Wow.
1: I could eat avocados like that for forever. On oh, muffins. I like them on muffins too. Oh. Wow. With butter. None of this avocado is a butter. See, I don't
0: get the avocado in the smoothie thing.
1: Oh, soup. I don't it, drink expi- it. No, no, no. Hang on. Explain the soup thing. What sort of avo- I've never really heated avocado. I didn't think avocado no. was something that takes well to heat.
0: No, it doesn't.
1: So what is it, a cold soup? chilled soup. So you put it, you like, you make a... So
0: you're just pureeing it with... Well, what I think (laughs) happens... it's
1: basically a smoothie you eat with a spoon. (laughs) A savoury smoothie.
0: Yeah, so you fry off a bit of onion and garlic and, you know, ginger or something. Mm -hmm. I've never made it. I've only seen recipes for it. All All I do with avocados is mash them on toast and make a dip. That's enough, isn't it?
1: I'm not a massive guacamole fan.
0: Oh, you'd love that one though, that dip we, that Mexican one where you have the beans, the refried beans with the taco powder mixed through it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: So taco powder mixed through refried beans. And then you have a layer of guacamole and then you have the layer of sour cream.
1: Oh yeah, well I think the sour cream's got to be good. <laughs> no, but this one, this one I just mashed up, salt and pepper and heaps of lime juice. Mm. I've got lots of limes on it at the moment.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Lots and lots of limes. You
0: should preserve some.
1: Oh, they're all like half centimeter. Oh. <laughs> but they're on, and and I've I've got the grey water on that fruit tree, so yeah, right. It's um yeah, I'm looking forward to a bumper lime crop this year. Wow. Oh. Well, I, I you, you give me a huge bag of limes, and I would use them before I'd even get to preserving them. We've got um, oh, I meant to bring you some, and I forgot. We've got um. Uh, oh, they come in little paper lanterns.
0: Oh, the Chinese gooseberry Yes, one, right? yes. Yeah, right. Got them on at the moment. Oh, yeah. What are you them doing with it? Just eating them. Eating them.
1: <laughs> we, got, we picked a big bowl. Curtis loves peeling them but oh, won't I mean, eat them.
0: Yeah, oh, why? I
1: don't know. He loves fruit and, and he loves fruit that he's picked himself. Yeah. But he peels them and then gives them, like, so his mm. favourite thing is you get a big bowl of them unpeeled and he walks around like a... Egyptian, no, like an Egyptian slave girl peeling the gooseberries and going one for mummy, one for daddy, one for mummy. Where's it? Yep, keep going, buddy. (laughs) And but he leaves it. There's like little paper lanterns all over the house where he's peeled these things. Uh, So yeah, we had this big bowl, and I'm like, oh, what shall I do? Shall I make a tart? Shall I make some jam? And like two days later, it's like I just a lot. (laughs) There's like a few left in the bottom of the bowl. God, good. Mm. That problem. I love that. Huh? They're a fantastic fruit. Yeah, mm. I haven't
0: eaten many. I've, I've, they're quite powdery, aren't they?
1: No. No? No. Juicy. Really, of? really juicy. Like. Um, I mean,
0: I'm meaning texture. No, 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 not. I know they're juicy.
1: No, I wouldn't but have that. But like powdery.
0: a. No, okay, powder is the wrong word because I don't mean powdery.
1: They've got little seeds.
0: Yeah. But they have a texture like a. I'm trying to think of something. Camarillo.
1: Mm. I would say... It isn't
0: powdery either, that was the wrong word.
1: They're more like a... that you, you get that real... They're a bit like a wetter grape, I reckon.
0: Oh, a wetter grape?
1: You know, like they... Because they're more liquid on the inside. Mm. But they've got that same... When you bite into it, you get that burst mm. of moisture over your tongue. Mm. I'll definitely bring you some next week.
0: Mm. Yeah. And do you
1: like passion fruit? I'm about to have... About a thousand passion fruit. Oh, really? Yeah. What type of passion fruit have you got? Uh, the purple ones.
0: Mm. I love the purple
1: ones. I've got banana ones as well, mm. but they're probably a little bit further along.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, I love passion fruit. But the, 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 um, the purple ones, which there was one that was just turned colour, and I'm like, oh, maybe that's right enough. Chopped it up. Went, oh, oh. oh, no, no, that's not right enough. <laughs> Oh, that was terrible. (laughs) Oh, dear. So I've got a few fruit-producing things going. I miss my bananas, because when we did the garden for Curtis out the front, we transplanted the bananas, and I lost all the mature ones.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And I've got five in, but they're they're a summer away from sort of getting big enough to produce. But...
0: Oh, you'll be right. You'll be right when the end of the world comes. Yeah. Jesus. Yes. Yeah.
1: I'm. I'm really. I'm really excited about these tropical cherries. Cherries are just. Just my favorite. One of my favorite fruits Topical when they're cherries. When they're good. Mm. And these. Well,
0: I'm all those cherries around at the moment. they're, they're coming from America. Yeah. Uh, that sucks, doesn't it? You have cherries at Christmas time.
1: Yeah. Oh. I, oh, I love the new food rules in Australia where everything's labelled. Mm. I just won't buy it if it no, comes from overseas. No.
0: I, well, I just kept on looking at them. I think, where are they from? Where are they from? Because they weren't in packets. Then all of a sudden I saw some tubbed up. And I'm like, where are they from?
1: Yeah, and no, huge, a huge, wow. pack, huge masses. Like, Woolies have got massive big tables. Like, not even in, you know, normally they're in tubs. Mm. They've just got them loose, like hundreds of kilos. So they must yeah. be cheap as chips. Yeah.
0: Imagine but, how old they must be, though.
1: Yeah. It's like asparagus. People buy asparagus. That's, from Peru. It's like asparagus has to be eaten within the first sort of, well, preferably the first couple of hours, but <laughs> yeah. within a day, yeah. really.
0: I was reading an article, though, the woman from the Australian Asparagus Association. Right. I don't know how I ended up getting an email <laughs> from reading. her. From. But I got an email in my inbox saying um, an explanation of... The imported asparagus was that it doesn't affect our market. We don't produce enough asparagus in Australia to supply the market.
1: But even even Australians asparagus like asparagus is something you really should only be buying from a little a, a farmer's market where you can say when was this picked. If they don't know when it's picked, you shouldn't be buying it. Yeah,
0: but there's lots of fruit and veggies like that. But yeah. you know where do you draw
1: the line this was oh no just for things I like aspar- like things like asparagus that convert very quickly like yeah. vanessa's bought not knowing has bought that peru stuff yeah. and it's like wood yeah. because it's two weeks old mm. every bit of sugar in it's converted to starch there's yeah. no there's no sweetness to it no it's
0: awful i don't
1: know well asparagus. you'd be happy to know i planted another two asparagus plants the that's best one was my
0: that's to relive your favorite meal in the world though. yeah
1: <laughs> but the, the guys up north where it gets cold in winter like uh the organic lamb people yeah, yeah you know yeah, silverwood
0: yeah. yeah
1: she at my suggestion put in a couple of asparagus plants because mm. i said oh you've got the perfect perfect climate for it cold winters mm. you know because they like yeah. they like that cold winter to to reproduce the crowns mm. and you've got an endless supply of sheep sheep which is like yeah. Because what you're supposed to do is cut them off at winter when they die back yep. and shovel old sheep shit on top of it yeah. and it just breaks down. And when they come up in spring, they basically feed off this mm. nitrogen and they just take off. Yeah. And, and she was getting kilos of asparagus. Wow. And like here, here's me in Brisbane with a mild winter with... <laughs>
0: three spears.
1: Three spears. So I was going to move mine, but I'm going to cut it and top dress it probably pretty soon, and i to really top dress it and, tr- and the chickens can't get into it anymore. Yeah. And yes. I, I, want a, I want a good crop this year.
0: Yeah, cool. I was just thinking as I was talking to you about that, about how this other article I read... <laughs>
1: You've been reading food trade magazines or something.
0: No, I don't know. This weird stuff ends up in my inbox, but this one was quite interesting because it interests me now because I'm in furniture, but it was about how... Um, oh that's right it was from that online magazine Mamma mia and it was this chick Ooh. just saying this chick just saying how confused she is you know here we are with buying local but yet you'll buy a cheap pair of shoes because they're cheap yeah. you know but they're they're from china you know we don't question where they're made or no. why they're so cheap and it was the same with you know she was saying furniture and all sorts of goods you know we'll all buy cheap white goods, but yet we crap on about how we want not hey, caged eggs. Yeah. It's this whole thing about how we've all become so split. We all want to do the right mm. thing, but yet something has to give because, you know, obviously, are you going to well, pay I, 20 bucks for your sand shoes or are you going to pay the 350 bucks that...
1: I've said before, I know I know people that just won't... that just will buy caged eggs because they're like, I'm not... I don't care. I just want yeah. Ch- I just want cheap steak. Yeah,
0: I just want cheap.
1: But the, probably the difference is you can still buy Australian fruit and vegetables. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You've got yeah, the option. you have a choice. Like, all you have to do is eat seasonally, and yeah. you can eat Australian. Whereas, do you know anyone that makes Australian sports shoes? No. Or refrigerators? Like, no one in Australia manufactures no, refrigerators and anymore. No, you don't know.
0: That's what we're kind of discussing, that it's kind of, you know, the lesser of two evils. Who makes who makes the proper washing machines and pays their stuff? And then there's that stuff on TV that was like about... Oh, in China, you know, they give them a place to live and they pick them up from work and they sound like slaves, you know, well, but they're making out that it was really good. They're going, oh, they're people, you know, they pay them above award wage. They get $400 a month. Yeah. And they're given somewhere to sleep and they're picked up in a bus. It sounds like in Dubai, how they treat the Indians. They're given somewhere to sleep and they're picked up in a bus.
1: Well, one of the, the big, so that one of the big phone manufacturers that makes Apple's phones and Samsung's phones yeah. and look, they make a lot of stuff. Yeah. Last week, um, they hired 100,000 workers Far for their out. factories. So, can you imagine Brisbane hiring 100,000 new people, finding them some... it Like, like this is not over a period of time. In a week, they hired 100,000 more Chinese people and they moved there and started work. And they fed them, they clothed them, they found them somewhere to live. Like, because th- those places there... They're like... Um, well,
0: they've built those cities.
1: Yeah, they're like extreme versions of Forest Lake. Yeah. Where if you go and work for Foxconn, you don't you don't go and find a house and move there. You just rock up and they go, okay, your house is on yeah. Street 22, number 13.
0: It's like robots, isn't it? Yeah.
1: It's pretty crazy.
0: I mean, I'm sure they're probably quite happy because they might, mar- you, know, you know, you don't know... But- Hell, it sounds like it's just full on.
1: But I wonder whether little I do wonder whether little subcultures like you know, whether you have little regional food cultures within the do you know what I mean? Like that big Of
0: course they would, because they'd probably that'd be their thing. If you're working in a factory all day and yeah. you have everyone else that lives in a factory and
1: you're to not di- earning like, enough
0: money, you're not going out to dinner, let's face it.
1: That's what I mean. Like They're I wonder whether they their
0: own veg and, Little
1: countercultures mm. just Spring up out of nowhere, that yeah,
0: that'll be interesting,
1: wouldn't it? Don't worry, Bourdain will be there soon, we'll see it. Well, I did hear about um, um, Chinese dairy farmers, so you know, like when you drive to the sunny coast, and I like this is how my mind works, and you're driving the sunny coast, and there's those big nature strips down the middle, yeah, that are like 15 meters wide with this beautiful grass, and there's like a guy mowing them, yeah. Well, evidently, in China, there'll be a guy, and he'll just take his dairy cow and he'll just Walk his dairy cow out, out into the strip, and he'll just sit there all day and watch his watch his cow graze he, the <laughs> graze the grass on the on the strip in the middle of a twelve lane highway. And then at the end of the day, take his dairy
0: cow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I always think if the end of the world happened, that that'd be the best place to take your cows is like the you know the nature strips and the parks and the and the football labels. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, football oval's beautifully nice and level. Yeah, I was all surprised. flat. It's got a fence around it.
0: we have seen the world? You're not going to have any cows. Yeah, I'll be right. <laughs> I'll be right out of England. Eh?
1: Just have to build a wall.
0: Um, keep every, keep all the motherfuckers out. <laughs> uh, I will tell you what.
1: Well, like, I've got a couple of favourite books that that sort of, you know, that that you know, what are they called? Alternate history or whatever. Oh. Where something will happen and everything goes back and when the floods when the floods came and you know every 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 council worker and emergency worker was up in mm. Brisbane helping or you know in southeast queensland mm. helping so all the normal stuff that those guys do just went to the wayside like mowing nature strips and stuff like that and it must have been about 6 weeks after the flood and i was driving from home into beenley and I looked over at the, 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 like the, just the side of the road where those guys smoked, and it was eight mm-hmm. foot tall. Like, it was taller than I was. Yeah. And I was just thinking, that's eight weeks. You know, if everything just... Yeah, imagine. If civilization broke down, how long would it take for nature to just take it all back? You haven't
0: you seen those docos on TV? The end of the world ones? Where they do a time-lapse thing of what would happen after six no. months a year. Oh, they're fascinating. Like with nothing, you know, and it's like the roads start to... Yeah,
1: well, the bitumen's not that strong. Yeah,
0: the roads all start to crack,
1: Yeah, because you know. once the road gets a crack in it, the, the, the grass and everything just yeah. gets in there and opens it up, which is the amazing thing about those Inca roads because they're thousands of years old and they're, mm. they're stone and mm. nothing's, nothing grows in those. Mm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah amazing
1: but yeah i was just thinking like that's eight weeks of a guy and a mower not coming along and mowing that you mm. know well, what happens if there wasn't a guy with a mower
0: yeah but it happens like and apparently after about 18 months two years like grass is growing out of buildings because no one's been yeah. there. there's no mob well, to kill stuff off and
1: that, that that's happening in detroit where that the council's basically broke, and everything's empty. Yeah. And there's been condemned buildings, exactly. and instead of just leaving them there, they're just knocking them down and seeding them, t- turning them back into parklands. Yeah, right. So you're getting these huge urban gardens and parklands mm. in the middle of Detroit because the buildings are so old that they're never going to get them back to mm. livable state. So they're like, well, let's turn them back into parkland, and I guess if Detroit ever booms again, they'll they'll take them back. But at least there's parkland and the wildlife and everything's, you know. So you've got these little bits of um, the country in this urban yeah. area because the wildlife's like, well, the, the trees and the everything's coming back, so we'll come back and hang out there. Yeah. It's it's just fascinating how yeah
0: it is, isn't
1: it? But there's there's really nothing like that in Australia in cities. No cities ever really. Gone backwards in Australia.
0: No. Apart from Brisbane. No, that's a joke. That's a joke. I was making oh, a joke. More,
1: more building than anything in Brisbane.
0: Gosh. There's more building going on in this suburb than anywhere. <laughs> I was saying someone they're doing. So, I live in West End. They're building five million apartments. Really? Well, there would be at least 100,000. Oh, no. Now I'm going to be realistic. Yeah. I reckon they'd be building 5,000 new apartments.
1: Wow. Maybe more. That's a lot, though, for West End.
0: It's a lot. So, consequently, none of the drainage is going to work, isn't it? That's a lot of poopers. That's about 20.
1: 20,000. Is it? I told you about the, the top gear I watched where they went through Spain. And they went through Spain, you know, Spain's crashed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And there's just a whole, there was an airport that was brand new, completely built, ready to go, office furniture and everything. And they went bankrupt. But there's no one there to buy. It's just sitting there. And they're going through Madrid and there's huge, brand new, beautiful apartment, like architecturally designed, not crappy block apartments, beautiful apartments, just sitting there. No
0: one in them. There's no
1: one in them. There's no one can afford them. Yeah. Like even at even at their knockdown down bankrupt rock bottom price, there's no one that can afford it. Yeah. I was like,
0: oh. only royalty, and they are not going to live there. No, they've got their palace. Well, well oh, funny.
1: Well, on that uh, upbeat note, Sally,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we might leave it for that. <laughs> Hopefully, my appetite will come back. We'll have more food stuff to talk about next week. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to give Big Vintage a plug?
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> Big
0: Vintage. Uh, www.bigvintage.com.au I noticed you've
1: been posting a few doors this week. I've been lusting after some of your doors. Oh, God, I, do you want I, to see that? this
0: door? I'm going to have to take it. These friends of ours got this door made, yeah. and it is amazing. I'm going to go and take a photo of it and put it up. Yeah, oh, It's beautiful. Are you on Pinterest?
1: Yeah. You are? Yeah. I reckon that'd be. I've got the a
0: door section on Pinterest.
1: Yeah, I think you should follow Big Vintage on Pinterest because that's the place to look at it. They got lots of sexy stuff. <laughs> um, I've got nothing to vlog this week, so I'll see you next week. <laughs> we, we, we should rap about things that we like, like, like food.
0: That's why. You bugging us, you know it. We're gonna be like the partridge family, but with food! You like food, don't you? You
1: got any white bread? Yes? Oh, I am the spaghetti. Duval, well, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Just spaghetti in here. Mm-hmm. Is this organic?
0: Sure. Is it grass fed?
1: Yes. Cruelty free?
0: What's so special about the cheese maker?
1: As the saying goes, you are what you eat.
0: And I am freaking cheese. <laughs> now, where's the
1: cheese? Let's try and get your pot, buddy. What was it? I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. How about four beans, Mr. Taggart? I'd say you've had enough. Um.